What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to The Show, The Podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in on this Tuesday a.m., Uh, where I'm pretty sure it's absolutely freezing fucking cold across the entire country. So, hello to everyone who's cold. Uh, With me, uh, a lifelong East Coaster who has only ever experienced cold. So, welcome. Um, Today, don't really have a ton to talk about. Um, We didn't really get a ton of news uh, last week like we thought we would. Uh, Thursday, I think Coach and Fernando Tatis Puppet just kind of... Where the hell did they go? Um... We were promised news every Tuesday and Thursday, yet there we were on Thursday with no news. Um, hopefully, maybe while you're listening to this, um, they've dropped new news. It is Tuesday, after all. That's what we're hoping for. We're hoping for some sort of update that is more than just March to October becoming more involved than a quick mode should be? I don't know. Uh, I know it's for offline players, and I respect offline players. I used to be one myself um, way back when, but not a not an update that concerns me or uh, really interests me, to be fair. So, a couple of the things we are going to do today. Uh, I have a bone to pick with check swinging, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we have a fan question from friend of the show, Dodger Man Games. Uh, Dodger Man was a guest uh, prior to my very long hiatus. Uh, great guy. Really enjoy what he does. Enjoy his content. If you guys don't follow him, go go find him on Dodger Man Games. Um, but we have a question from him we're going to answer. It's a hot topic in the baseball world right now. And we also have a little brand update for all of you boys and girls. Right now, I'm just going to see if we got any reviews to read. And we do not as of right now. That's fine. We had a review last week. All Gucci there. We're going to start with the question from my friend Dodger Man Games because it is the hot-button topic in baseball particularly right now. Um, In your opinion, should the Mariners' owner resign? The owner, should he resign? So, for the uninformed, or people maybe who do not concern themselves with West Coast baseball, specifically the Mariners, uh, shout-out Serenity, um, big-time Mariners fan, hope they soon are good for his sanity. Um, I think, I don't know, three to five years, they're a legit, legit contender. They'll be good getting there in the next three years, but three to five, I think, is going to be their window. Uh, Beside the point. So, their CEO, Kevin, or former CEO, he has since resigned as at the time of this recording, uh, Kevin Mather. Let me, let me start out here. First and foremost, and I mean this sincerely, with every fiber of my being, and and I cannot say this enough, just fuck you, Kevin Mather. Uh, you're a terrible person, uh, and a heartless, heartless person, and so he's resigned. And the reason he's resigned is because he went on some, I don't even know what it is, uh, it's called a Rotary Club Zoom call thing? I don't even know what the hell that means. And he went on and for some reason felt very comfortable in a recorded video setting, recorded video setting, talking very freely about how much of an asshole he is. Um, Said a lot about how he manipulates service time, which we know is a thing that happens in baseball. You know, 
this might be one of the very first times someone overtly acknowledges it. I don't think that necessarily makes him a bad person. I don't agree with manipulating service time, but there are far worse things he said. Um, among, I mean, there's no order from worst to not as worst as far as we're about to say, but he basically said Kyle Seeger is overpaid. Production-wise, you can maybe say, eh, but that dude is a leader, and he's been through the ringer with this organization, which has never won while he's been there. So give the guy some credit. He's a clubhouse leader. Big Kyle Seeger fan. You shut up about that. Let him rock. Um, what's another interesting thing? So, uh, Mariners fans or baseball fans my age, or really not even my age, if you're a little younger too, would remember the starting pitcher named Hisashi Iwakuma. Pitched in the bigs for a little while. Let me pull up uh, when exactly he was pitching here. Hisashi Iwakuma pitched in the bigs. Oh, this is not what I want. Oh, yes, it is. Um, from 2012, looks like through 2017, and then he was in the minors through 2018, and he went back to Japan in 2019. Starting pitcher who saw moderate levels of success. Um, had a couple good seasons, went 15-9 and one year, went 14-6 and his second year in the league with a 2-6 ERA. He was very good then. Um... For those who don't know, he is from Japan. His English, at the time of coming over, was not great. He's Japanese, and that's fine. I've been in the Yankees clubhouse with Masahiro Tanaka, who's the nicest, funniest guy in the world with a bright smile on his face every day, and his English, though it had improved since he first got to New York, was not fantastic. Kevin Mather, their CEO, former CEO, um, basically said out loud, I can't believe we wasted money on a translator for him. The translator was making 75k a year. Well, that might be a decent amount of you know money, a good salary for you and me. Um, we're talking about a baseball organization that makes billions of dollars. And this this was happening before you could say, oh, the COVID pandemic wiped out our finances. This was from 2012 to 2019. They didn't want to pay a man 75k a year to translate their. I hesitate to say star pitcher, but they're productive, nice, quiet pitcher who just needed a translator so he could talk to the media and maybe feel more comfortable. You ever think he's in a new country to him and he does not feel comfortable speaking English because he's afraid he's going to trip on his words. It's the point of a translator. You know, the translator, everyone thinks, is just a mouthpiece for the media, but in reality, it helps a player's comfort level be like, don't worry about, you know, messing up a new language, learn it on your time. For now, just focus on pitching, and we'll have this translator here for you. So that was a really shitty thing he said. Uh, Another shitty thing he said was, so Jared Kelnick, who, this, Kevin Mother raved about Jared Kelnick, which was, I guess, a a nicer thing. But he said, he basically just, I don't he kept, like, calling him arrogant and cocky and, uh, basically insinuating that because the Mariners approached him with an extension and he turned it down, that he's a cocky little prick. And if I'm Jared Kelnick, I'm 21 years old, I basically have minor league baseball by the balls right now, and why do I want to sign with an organization long-term that has not promoted him yet, because he should have been promoted last year, that's another thing that Mather talked about that under no circumstances were they going to start 
service time clocks last year. So that goes back to the eligibility and the, the Super 2 and all that stuff. And the team-friendly type extension that they had offered him was exactly that. It was team-friendly. So, you know, th- this is this is always going to be a philosophical debate in the baseball and sports world, especially amongst people who don't do not play those sports. It's, do you accept the life-changing money up front? Because, yes, let's say if the contract was six years, 50 million. That might have been a little high, but let's just say it was six years, 50 million. That money changes my life, your life, your friends' lives, your parents' lives for the rest, rest of time. And I understand some people think athletes get paid way too much. I don't. There's a lot of different layers to that, and that's not what this argument's about right now. But if I'm Jared Kelnick, who's 21 years old, is he a little cocky? Maybe. But he's probably really friggin' good at what he does. And instead of signing for six years and $50 million now, maybe he plays out his rookie contract, goes through arbitration a couple of times, and then he's like, you know what? I could sign a 10-year contract worth like $200 million right now because I'm a bona fide all-star and MVP contender every single year. Now, I'm not saying that's what Jared Kelnick is. Never seen the kid play before other than some highlights online. I know he's highly touted. He's a top 25 or whatever he is prospect. But why not bet on yourself, right? I mean, I'm all about betting on myself. Very different, of course. I'm not ever going to make a $200 million contract, though maybe if they're going to pay Joe Rogan $100 million for his podcast, Spotify can pay me a bunch of money for mine. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll get, I'll get my lawyer on it. Um, so he said that about Kelnick, which I just didn't appreciate because you can never judge a person who is betting on him or herself, I don't think. And this guy is just a cold-hearted, Kevin Mother that is just a cold-hearted businessman who is all about the bottom line. He doesn't care about people. He doesn't care about personalities. He doesn't care about winning, it seems like, either. It's just, you know, he doesn't care about people. Exhibit A is Kelnick, calling him a cocky prick. Exhibit B, Iwakuma doesn't care about people because he didn't want to pay the stupid translator. And Exhibit C, Exhibit 3, you know, Roman numeral 3, whatever we're calling it here, is he basically was a racist to Julio Rodriguez, who's their other big-time outfield prospect, saying, like, almost making fun of how bad his English is. And again, I don't know Julio Rodriguez. I've never heard him speak. I've never interviewed him. I truthfully don't know much about him other than he's a star in the making. What I can say is, whether or not his English is bad or not, it's probably his second language. And who are you to make fun of someone trying to learn a second language while also trying to become an all-star baseball player, which is a, I don't know, 18-hour-a-day job for these young kids who are trying to make it? You know, I think sometimes saying nothing is better. Uh, and Kevin Mother <laughs> said the opposite of nothing. Um, so he's an asshat. He has resigned. That's a great thing. But the question was, should the owner resign? Um, and that's that's a much different question. Um, it's a much different question. I'm really not sure. I don't think so. I don't think it has anything to do with the owner, truth be told. Um, Who's the owner right now? John Stanton is the CEO, represented by John Stanton. Have I been saying this wrong the whole time? What was Kevin Mather? Was he not the CEO? Please hold. I know what I'm talking about. President, CEO. Oh, Stanton's basically the acting CEO now. Okay, that's what it means. So, John Stanton, he is... 
so he's not responsible for this asshat's actions, but he is accountable for them, if that makes sense. You know, at the end of the day, it is his business. It is his operation. And I think what should have been done was fired him. But maybe this was more of like a, hey, if you don't resign, we're going to fire you. So save face type deal. Um, but no, I don't I don't think John Stanton should resign. I don't think it's his fault. Um, I don't know how Mariners fans at large feel about their ownership group. So I am not speaking as a fan here. I truthfully have no idea if Serenity and company like John Stanton or dislike John Stanton. I know they dislike Kevin Mother, but now he's gone. Um, listen, I mean, I think there's there's blue skies ahead for the Mariners. I think, you know, it kind of sucks that none of this happened in Felix Hernandez's tenure. But I think there's things to like here. Getting this, this, this terrible person out of the way is a good first step. They have the pieces in the minors. Major League roster is not incredible. You do have Kyle Lewis, who's a star in the making, or a, you could argue already made star. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, uh, one testicle Mitch, when he comes... I, I shouldn't make fun of that, but one testicle Mitch, when he comes back, he'll be a productive member of that team unless they trade him for pieces, of course. Um, you know, the team ain't in the worst shape. It could be the Orioles, which is probably the worst baseball team in the history of mankind. Uh, but no, the Mariners are, are fine, and getting this guy out of the way just means they can move on to bigger and better things. So thank you, my friend Dodgerman, for the question. I plan on talking about this anyway, uh, but because you asked, I've directed it towards you, good friend, so thank you. Um, next up, quick rebrand update. So I believe I found a designer to help me with some logos. She is very excited to get working on these things. I uh, just saw her work on Twitter. It was like, you know, slid into those DMs. It was like, hey, what's going on? These are the things I need. How much do you cost? And let's let's make it work. Um, so we're moving forward on that. No timeline, no timetable. No, I don't want her to rush. Uh, I'm really in no rush. I would like it done before uh, the show 21 comes out, but that's I think that's so far away in the, at this point, 58 days at the time of recording, that I'm not particularly concerned. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. There's my yawn. Let's see how many I do this episode. Someone get the yawn counter. Um, that should only be the one. But one one thing we can talk about about the branding, rebranding. The YouTube channel has a new name. In an effort to diversify my content beyond just this podcast, the podcast will still live on this YouTube channel, but the YouTube channel is now called KDJ TV. That's lowercase KDJ, uppercase TV. Um, please go find it. Go subscribe. Thoroughly. Ring that bell. Um, that's what all the YouTube two people say. Uh, ring that bell so you know when I go live or videos go whatever it is. I'm learning the lingo. Um, the YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel rather, KDJ TV. That's the new spot for all the content. Baseball card breaks, football card breaks, basketball card breaks, podcast episode interviews with content creators, and more to come down the line. Want to focus on getting the rebrand out the door, and then we'll expand from there. Um, so there's one other thing I want to talk about, and then I'm going to you know read my ad from their friends at Thrive, and then probably do a BR game, because I've been feeling pretty good in BR lately, and then we'll just call it a night. Um, so I wanted to talk about check swinging. Oh boy. So I know check swinging is the bane of everybody's existence in this game. God, I hope it's fixed in 21 because I can't do this again. I I made the mistake again of playing ranked way too early in the season. 
So I lost two games in a row, and that's whatever. I'm, I'm not concerned with the losses, but it's the manner in which the losses happened. In the second game in particular. So I played a World Series player. Who's good? I'm a World Series player too, though, so I knew I could hang. Um, not a top 50 player, at least not based on the banner. So it's not like otherworldly better than me, but just a World Series player. Who, rough estimate here, in a seven, it was a mercy game. So in seven innings, he mercyed me. Uh, he must have check swung 35 times. Not a single one was called a strike. This is not a skill in MLB The Show 20. Sure, there is a difference between swinging fully and attempting a check swing. The attempt here is the key. If you attempt 40 check swings over the course of a game, fine. A lot of them better be called strikes. You know, these check swing bandits, I don't understand how it works. They're not trolling. It's not a skill. I don't really know how I feel. I just know it's the most annoying thing to play against. So, this stat I found is a little old. It's from 2012. A lot has changed since then, but not too much, I don't think, on this front. It's by Bill James who is the father of modern sabermetrics, for those who don't know. Bill James is a genius. Bill James is a MLB statistical guru. Um, Bill James is an authority. So this is not just some random bullshit I found online. This was written on May 30th, 2013, or at least that's what it was published, but the stat is from 2012. Last season, 1.6, that's 1.6, percent of pitches led to check swing strikes. That is not 1.6% of swings. That's important to note. It's 1.6% of pitches led to check swings. For the sake of argument here, let's say I threw 100 pitches in that 7-inning mercy. 35 of those pitches were check swings. That's 35%. Not a single one was a strike. 35% of the pitches I threw to him, he attempted a check swing. And not a single one was a strike. So there's many issues with MLB The Show 20 check swinging. One of them is this that I'm ranting about now. The other one, uh, or one of the other ones, is that the check swing animations are ridiculous. There are ones where the bat is very clearly fully around, and it's still called a ball. I understand that's just the randomness of coding and animations, but can we get it right, please? Is a next-gen console coming up on PS5? Can we get it right? Um, so that's one. And I think button sensitivity needs to be addressed, because the check swing for this fellow was way too effing easy, and... While it is a skill to know when to lay off a bad pitch, I'll give him that. What an eye at the plate. What an eye. But he at least attempted to swing at some of these things. And while he had the correct intuition to hold off, the fact that he attempted swinging on that many balls out of the zone should have resulted in some swinging strikes. That's just the game. I played baseball my entire life, and yeah, I, I wasn't the best baseball player in the world, but do you know how hard it is to check a swing? Especially when you're, you know, 
loading into it and gearing up for that full swing. And then on a drop of a hat, the drop of a dime, you've got to tense your forearms up and pull it back. Especially sometimes against pitches that are just moving like crazy. Like that's I couldn't even imagine doing it at the major league level. I couldn't do it against pitchers throwing 75-80, let alone 95-100. So I just have a dramatic problem with check swinging. Uh, I know pretty much everyone in this community does. Um, I just, I needed to vent about it. The stat, I think, is telling. Because what that's saying, 1.6% of pitches led to successful checked swings. A checked swing means you did not swing at it. If you fail to check your swing, it's just a complete swing. So they just call it a swing. They don't call it anything else. It's just a swing. So that's how hard it is to check your swing, that only 1.6% of pitches resulted in one. Yet here's, you know, whatever his name, McGillicuddy over here, not getting called for a swing one time on like 30, 40-some-odd attempts. So something doesn't add up here. I understand it's a video game. I understand you can never be realistic 100%. Trust me. I get it. There are enough flaws with this game where I think we can all agree it's not real life. <laughs> you should not be so far out in front of a pitch that it still goes over the fence. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> what I am arguing is that there are easy ways to make it a little little more realistic. Check swinging seems like one of them. Instead of making 100% of your attempts successful to check your swing, let's make it like 20 or 25, which is still way too high, but it will be such an improvement over the bullshit we're currently experiencing. Um, I think that's fair. I don't think that's much to ask for. I think the button sensitivity needs to be messed with somehow, or the swing matrix has to... I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. I'm not a coding person. I don't know the intricacies that go behind this stuff, but I do know that what we're currently playing with is horse poopy. So I'd like it fixed. Thank you for my TED Talk or attending my TED Talk. Now we're going to hear from my friends friends, excuse me, at Thrive Fantasy. I just said friend and thrive together, so it was friend, which I don't think I could do again. Um, that kind of was hard to say. But my friends at Thrive Fantasy, as always, so excited to be working with the homies at Thrive Fantasy, which if you haven't heard, first of all, where have you been? Second of all, do you listen to my podcast? Uh, but, but most importantly, Thrive is a daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up those points, as many as possible, and you can win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make money during this NBA season, an MLB is just around the corner... Use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your very first deposit if it is of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy in the App Store or Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And also, go to blog.thrivefantasy.com to read my betting columns on the NBA Monday through Friday, where I provide you three players and uh, which prop you should target. They're over, they're under. Uh, we make some pretty good picks. Not all the time. Most of the time, we make some very, very good picks. The process is sound. Just athletes are athletes, and sometimes they over or underperform. 
But, guys, that was the crux of the episode. So what we're going to do now, I, I have a 2 OBR run. I'm just going to hop in and play a game. been swinging the stick pretty well with a twig, as Kevin G.O.D. likes to call it. We'll go through the rotation here. Carlos Martinez, Chad Donato, Logan Webb, Keegan Aiken, and 68 Jake Arrieta is actually one of my favorite BR pitchers to use. Uh, in the bullpen, Enoli Paredes, J.B. Wendelkin, A.J. Minter, Jake McGee, those are my two lefties. Jordan Hicks, Ryan Tapera is a glitchy bronze, and Roberto Osuna, who's a bad person, but he's here anyway. Uh, on the bench, Jake Myers, Wilmer Flores, Hunter Cole, Addison Russell, who's another bad person, and Wilbus Santiago. The lineup. 89 overall, Royce Lewis. 99, Steve Pierce. 90, Yasmani Grandal. 76, Jock Peterson. Big Jock Holmacock, I believe is what McGunsky calls him. Uh, 84, Will Myers, who's just a f an absolute goon. 78, AJ Pollock, who might be a little underappreciated, but I love his swing. Always have, dating back to like MLB 16. Uh, Jorge Soler is hitting 8th, and not in love with my third base scenario. I have Matt Williams here. I don't love his swing, but kind of got screwed in that the round that, that he was available. Um... So, normally I would have redrafted this, but I'd never used Steve Pierce before. I own him for, like, Diamond Dynasty and stuff. Never used him, though. So, I was like, you know what? Let's roll with Steve Pierce, see what he does. I kind of like my bullpen. Um, and we'll see. So, two days ago, I made a run to 7-0 and and then got boned just by, you know, stuff, uh, as this game does. A little upset about that because I felt like I had the team. Uh, but I've been playing BR a lot more lately. Hoping now might be the time to go 12-0 while everyone has stopped playing this game, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm going to pitch Carlos Martinez in this one. We are the away team, which automatically puts us at a disadvantage here. We're playing Sprite Cranberry. Merrill Kelly's a good pitcher. Uh, George Foster sucks. So he's got George Foster and Matt Weeders. Very interesting lineup. Merrill Kelly, though, he's a good starter, so it means he probably knows what he's doing. So let's see here. Where are we playing? I don't even know what stadium this is. It's got a nice batter's eye. So, all right, I'm smashing the X button. There we go. All right, let's hit some ding-dongs. Royce Lewis at the dish. Um, I'd love to go 12-0, friends. I, I'm ne I've never done it, nor do I think I will, but I'd like to. Okay, spots and dots, the four-seamer. We're going to get the bullpen going already. Jake McGee and Ryan Tapera, just in case. All right, Royce Lewis, come on. Oh, we got Oppo Poppo. Is that going to go? That's got to go. Oh, off the top of the wall. We might get three out of that, though. Yep, Royce Lewis with a leadoff trip. 85 speed into third easily. Nice swing on that curveball. Steve Pierce. And that's a base hit that'll get him home. That was a loopy poopy, but that's fine. So one nothing. We earned the first hit and did not earn that one, but I'll take the one nothing lead to start. Uh, Yasmani Grandal stepping in. I'm gonna take a sinker there. That's a good pitch. I'm gonna make him work a little bit. I went one. Oh, just too early on that changeup. That's a good spot though. This guy knows how to pitch a little bit. Sinker away. That's a good pitch, but it's 1-2. and two. Come on, Yasmani. 2-2. Two and two. Fastball up at the giblets. Curve. Oh, good curveball. That's going to be a double play because Yasmani's slower than anything. Um, good curveball. All right, two outs. we got a 1-0 lead, though. Uh, based on his pitching, this guy can play. 
still a little nervous that one one run very clearly is not going to be enough. Come on, Jock. Oh, foul home run. I'm hitting 436 with Jock. I very much like him. So I'd like to hit another home run here. Oh, opposite. Yes, against the shift. We're going to take a double there. Just poke it down the line. Nice, nice, nice. Who's my five hitter? Who is the five hitter? Will Myers. I like this. That, that curveball. So good. 0-1. Oh, uh, Will. Will, that's not good. All right. Grounder to the pitcher. Good spot. This guy knows how to spot. But we got three hits in a run. See if we can hold him. Wilmer Flores, the leadoff hitter, is a little strange. Uh, Carlos Martinez, admittedly, is not stellar. We'll see how much we get out of him. Probably just an inning here. Um, the first two games I played guys who didn't know what a controller looked like. So both my starters, Arietta and Logan Webb, went two innings apiece, which was nice for my bullpen. Um, all right, so we're 0-2. Fastball up and in. Give me that. Oh, wanted to swing, did not swing. That's fine. Check swing. Talking about check swings. Uh, we're going to hit him with a cutter down and away after going fastball up and in. That's a pitch. He's foul. Okay, that's good timing, though. Now we wipe him out with a slider. Good spot. Good swing, but fly out to left. He was on that, though. Moustak is hitting 457 with Moose. Yeah, this guy's not bad. Uh, we're going to go fastball down and in. Get out the spots. Nope. Try it again, but not the two-seam variety. Nice pitch. Foul ball. Um, I love Moose. Oh, this guy's gone 12-0 based on his bat. So that's not good. Good pitch. Two outs. Got him. Come on, Jock. Oh, maybe not. Jock, get there, Jock, you slow piece of shit. Oh, we made it. All right. That was big foul territory here. Uh, two outs. Who's he got next? George Foster. He's not... No batting average with George Foster. So we're just going to feed him sliders away. Because I... Oh, that's going to go slider in. I'm petrified of him doing damage with this diamond. I don't think George Foster's good. In fact, I think he's quite the opposite. I think he's terrible. Um, but still, some people hit better with other cards. Come on. Oh, no. Yep. Hung that cutter, and there goes George Foster right after I shit on him. Oh, he barely even got that. One-to-one. One. Where was that? Ugh. Yeah, Carlos is not great for putting the ball where I'm asking him to put it. So, I think I'm going to let him pitch to Weeders. And no matter what, this is probably going to be his last, uh, last batter. Give me that. F oh, good spot on the fastball. How did you hit that? All right, double down the line. Could be worse. Oh, maybe could we hold him one? No, bad animation. Okay, that is what it is. Two diamond batters, and they doubled and homered. Whatever. Or homered and doubled in that order. Uh, we're going to put Tapera in here, I think. You know what? No, we want McGee because Kepler's up next just in case. So we're going to go sinkers. Jake McGee is one of my favorite relievers in BR, the silver version. Nice, got him out. Okay, could be worse, 1-1. He is the home team, though, so he's got the hammer, so we need to put up a bunch of runs right now. And uh, we're going to have Pollock, Solaire, and Williams. 
So here we go. And then a reliever. So I'm going to make sure to get another reliever up here. Um, bullpen. I don't want to use my other lefty right now. I do. Uh, we'll use Keegan Aiken, who's a starter as a lefty. Warm him up. Because I, I don't want to pitch to... Uh, not at all. I don't want to pitch to Max Kepler with a righty. Oh, AJ Pollock foul, ding dong. Good cutter. The change of speed with the cutter this year is so hard to, to hit, especially on these guys that throw slower. Fastball on the outside. This guy, this guy's good. This would be a big win if we get him. Let's see. Oh, AJ Pollock, baby. Get over the wall. Ah, top of the wall. Twice we've hit the top of the wall today. That's a double at least. 0-2 curveball on the dots. Oh, what a swing. All right, Solaire. Foul double. That's not a thing. What the fuck am I saying? It would have been a double if it was fair. It was foul. Oh, what a swingy swing. That's a double in the gap. Nice job, Solaire. I got a pattern on this guy. He goes cutter in first pitch, then fastball away to righties. So we get the run. Runner on second. Are we leaving Maryland? Yes, we are. Okay. Ball one. Sinker at the foot. Show me that fastball on the outside corner. Show me it. Ooh, fastball up. But do we get that one? Oh, bloopy poopy hits. But it was so close that Jorge did not advance. But we'll take the single. Uh, now we got a pinch hit. And unfortunately, one of the bad things about this team is there's no lefty pop off the bench. So we're going to go Wilmer Flores, who still hits righties pretty well. And uh, we're going to pray he hits something that's not on the ground. And Merrill Kelly is still in the game, who's going to throw me a fat sinker here. Ew, what the fuck swing was that? I was all over that. Why did that go nowhere? All right, one out. As you can see, not a great at-bat, but I was all over it. Royce Lewis single the other way. Perfect, perfect. We've got the bases loaded for Steve Pierce. This is a good place to be. Come on, Steve. Ball one. Sinker down. He knows what he's trying to do. I know what he's trying to do. He wants me to hit it on the ground. Which I did. Oh, no, but we got past him. Let's go. That's going to be a two-run single, I hope. If George Foster... Let's go. Two-run single, Steve Pierce. Four to one. Past a diving third baseman. I think his third baseman's Jonathan Scope. All right. Sean Doolittle's coming in to face Yasmani Grandal. That's a splitter, and that's a double play. Knew that was coming. Could have telegraphed it. Yasmani Grandal is the slowest human on earth. <sighs> so I'll take the 4-1 lead. I've got eight hits through two innings. I mean, I'm not going to complain. <sighs> Should we just go with Tepera because he's got... Righty's up next. You know what? No. We're going to take a risk. This is probably dumb. We're going to go Keegan Aiken here. And we're going to warm up Osuna and Tapera And see what happens. If Aiken gets me through this inning, I'll be so happy. Oh, we got Kepler to line out on one pitch. A weak line out at that. So thank you, sir. I'll take it. One out. Now here's Edwin. He hits very well with Edwin. This is the silver Edwin. We're going to go two-seamer down and in, see if we can run it on the ins. Oh, it got a lot of the plate. 
when it was late, thank goodness. Um, and we're going to go four-seamer in, in hopefully the correct spot, the same spot. There it is, nice pitch. Just off the black. This Keegan Aiken's got a, I don't know, slowly tempoed weird delivery. I don't know if I love it, but he got me an out against Kepler, so I'm, I'm thrilled. And we're going to fastball up. He swung at it, and it's a fly out. As long as Soler doesn't fuck himself. There we go, two outs. Now he's got Renato Nunez, who's like a guy a lot of people are glitchy with, and I'm not one of those people. I just don't love his swing. But that's fine. So let's see if we can handcuff him here. Oh, come on. Stay in. Stay in. That might st Okay, that's going to stay in, so that's good. Uh, AJ Pollock's a common fielder, so he plays it like horseshit. And he's got a runner on second with two outs. This might be where we go to the pen. I think. He's got Javi Baez. Oh, fucking absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to Tapera. I don't care who he goes to here. Tapera's still the move. He's got pitches that move both ways, sinker, cutter. Uh, it's Jose Martinez. So we're going to cutter him to death. Did he really just go Yaya's? It's off the pole, isn't it? It is. Son of an ass. All right. Two-run ding-dong off the pole. It was so early. He did not deserve that. But I've also gotten hits I don't deserve, so we're fair, I guess. Still up 4-3. Let's get Flores out, and we did. Okay. We escape with a 4-3 lead. We need four or five runs here. Uh, Osuna is going to pitch the last inning, so that makes me a little more confident. But we need a few runs. Um, who's he pitching here? Who did the, Who just came in? Oh, Jock's leading off. That's nice. Um, it's a righty. Tyler Duffy. Okay. Tyler Duffy does not frighten me. But Osuna is going to come in and face Moustakis, Foster, and Weeders. Moustakis scares me, but I'm fine. Let's get some runs. I missed a slider. That's because I'm an ass. So that's not great, but that's whatever. Come on. Curveball off the toes. I'd love a button that lets you lean into pitches and get hit. Jock with a single. Perfect, perfect. Jock's got two perfect perfects. So good. Will Myers. Come on, Will. Ball one. No, sir. Ball two. No, sir. Making them work. Oh, damn. Double play. Just on top of it. Hit the so many double plays, man. Who's up? AJ Pollock. I love you. Come on. Nice slider. 0-1. Can you guys hear the concentration in the silence? Does that make sense? It's 1-1. One one. Oh, AJ, do we have another double AJ, or is that going to get caught? Oh! I don't know how the center fielder got there, but he did. All right, we got to hold it down. Should I go after Moustakis with Tapera? No. Roberto Osuna. Don't second th second think this or th whatever. No second thoughts. We're just going to go Osuna, the better pitcher. Spots and dots. It's one and one. 
He is a little wild, so that's not giving me a ton of confidence here, but it's okay. Give me that. All right, Moustakis with a single, so that just means they're going to walk it off. Ay, ay, ay. George Foster at the dish took me deep before. Come on now. Don't end this run. This team's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Okay, he's on the slurve now. So we're going to go cutter. Good cutter. Did we just get a double play out of that? Damn skippy we did. That's huge. Now Matt Wieters is up, and Matt Wieters does not scare me, I don't think. At least attributes-wise he doesn't. But he did double last time, so we're going to be careful. What a spot on the fastball. Strike one. We're going to go cutter at the same spot, so it moves a little. And he swung on a foul ball. 0-2. It was very much a ball. Now we're going to slurve him. Back foot slurve. Oh, we missed. That's okay. It was still below the zone. Foul ball. I mean that back foot slurve. Eee, good pitch right where I wanted it. Didn't swing. We're going to go fastball. Right inside corner. No swing. So let's see if he bites on this cutter again. Good pitch. Foul ball. Making me work, sir. Fastball, low and in on the paint. Paint party. Oh, just inside. Do it again. Why not? And we walked him. Damn it. Ay, ay, ay. Julio Rodriguez, you got to go, sir. Please get out of my box. Now, suddenly, Roberto can't throw strikes. So this is where we're at. Good pitch. One and one. Come on, get him at second. Let's go! What a sweaty game. We win it 4-3. to three. Oh, Maron. Jeez. All right, that guy probably deserved a win. He had much better at-bats than I did, but we snuck it out. Uh, Osuna with the save. Jake McGee with the victory. And we're 3-0. and oh. Yeah, Jake McGee has a 2.7 ERA on my team. And ooh, we just unlocked Griffey. Goodbye, quick sale. Um, how many innings has he pitched? This is not going to be a stats dump here, but Jake McGee has thrown 6.2 innings, and he's only allowed, I don't know, what is that, one run? I don't know. He's got 2.7 ERA and 6.2 innings, and in BR, that's absurd. Um, so either way, guys, that's it. 3-0. and uh, I'll let you guys know on Twitter how we do with this game. At the show, the pod, or at this uh, this run rather, but either way, Twitter at the show, the pod. Follow it, like it, tell your grandma. Um, you know things are changing on the channel for the better. Um, the podcast is going to stick around, the Twitter account's going to stay around, but some things are going to be a little different, and I'm very excited for what's to come. I am excited to have all of you wonderful boys and girls along with me for the journey. But that's it for right now. Hopefully next week we'll have some actual news to talk about because Coach and Fernando are going to be back, and. Uh, We'll have some fun. So, that's it. Thank you guys for listening to the show, the podcast. Talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews 
plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Shibit.